Hello, thank you for choosing to listen to Theme Park Films Podcast. We are Carla and Holly, two friends from England, who will ride the movies, watch the film and give you our thoughts. You can find us on at Theme Park Films on Twitter. Oh, and just one more thing. If you are driving whilst listening to this podcast, please keep your arms inside the vehicle for the duration of the show. Thank you. and welcome to Theme Park Films Podcast. I'm Carla and I'm joined by Holly. Hello. And this week we are discussing Men in Black. So it was released um, in the USA on the 2nd of July 1997 and the UK on the 1st of August 1997. But before we delve into that, we are going to talk about The Ride, which is in Universal Studios Orlando. Um, It opened on the 14th of April 2000. It's still there now. It didn't actually replace anything in particular. The only thing that was there prior to it was a uh, Back to the Future train display which I believe is still there, just a little bit further up. The Back to the Future train is still present. So it didn't take over from anything, which is good. But it is still there, which arguably I think some would say is bad. What's your opinion of um, Men in Black Alien Attack Ride? Um, Pointless. (laughs) I think it's a boring ride. Yep. Um, to be honest, I don't see why anybody needs to walk over to that ride anymore. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like that sort of area of the park to me feels a bit, a bit dead. Nothing going on over there. It's just a way of getting from, um, Potter to the Simpsons, isn't it really now? And you just walk past it. Yeah. So I actually, the last time I was there, I had done that. I just had gone from the Harry Potter bit, really enjoyed that amazing part of the park. And then thought, we'll go around, you know, go over to Simpsons. Uh, On the way, just saw the board, five-minute queue. And obviously, when it says a five-minute queue, it means zero, Yeah, doesn't it? You know, it's, it's just, it's like, that's the standard five. So I thought, okay, we'll do it. Went to go on. And, and the woman said, oh, you're not allowed any bags on the ride. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, I only had a small one, you know, like a little crossbody. And it wasn't, it wasn't a massive rucksack. And she went, you're going to have to put it in the, in the lockers. And I said, well, we've never had to do this before. Mm. She was like, no, you've got to do it. And I said, well, I'm not fine. I won't go on it then. Because I don't know why it just really annoyed me. I just thought there's nothing in this ride which is that chaotic, which doesn't warrant why I can't have a small crossbody bag on. Well, one, you certainly taught her. And secondly, it's it's no worse, really, than Buzz Lightyear's ride in um, the Magic Kingdom, is it? No. It's not, I mean, yes, in that you can't control the spin in this one is the only difference, whereas you spin yourself in Buzz Lightyear. But 
arguably, if you're a complete nutcase that wants to spin yourself round and round and round, you could do in Buzz Lightyear with all your birds yeah. still with you. Yeah. But, again, I remember when you used to queue a really long time to go on it. I think that the, the one thing I, do, I have to say is good about not necessarily this ride in particular, but, you know, the rides at Universal, Disney, etc., etc., is that although the ride is quite old still, it's like at least there's something to entertain you when you're queuing. You know, it's not it's not much, but it's you are sort of walking around the sort of men in black headquarters, aren't you? Um, so at the start, you get um, a tour guide coming out and they say they need you to join the men in black and then you get walked through sort of an induction process, is it, as I remember. It's a lot of white. I, I know that. It's very, very it white. It is very white. Um, yeah, so that piece of it, I think, that is one thing that they do well, you know, like the, the parks yeah. that you kind of included or there's something to look at. Even the walls are mildly entertaining, you know, in some of the the rides while you're queuing. But the actual ride, um, it annoys me that you have you get a picture taken of you normally at the point where you're trying to concentrate the most. <laughs> So I've got to be honest, moving on to the film, I wasn't a huge fan when I saw it the first time. I saw it um, before it was released, actually, because I was working at a cinema at the time and we saw it on the staff showing uh, a couple of nights before it was released. And with the staff showings, they do them after the cinema is shut. So typically they start about one in the morning. Uh, and and finish about 3am so I wasn't a huge fan but I always through the years put it down to I was probably quite tired to be watching a film after a shift maybe you know even though I would have been 18 or 19 maybe I was just tired and um, that's why I didn't enjoy it so much so I wasn't dreading watching it for this podcast and then when I did watch it um yeah, I mean, I it was just absolutely awful. <laughs> I mean, I can't remember, again, watching it for the first time. Like, I, I did, but I can't really... It doesn't sit anywhere in my memory where it was either really bad or really good. Yeah. Um, obviously, you watched it before me, and then I... You, yeah. You gave me your feelings... So I was sort of really looking a bit like, oh, like, do I want to watch this? Do I want to watch it? So I thought, you know, when I did, I just sat down and, and watched it. And to begin with, I was like, actually, you know, this had, this could be quite, this could be quite good. I wasn't hating it that much. But by the middle of it, I was a little bit like, God, this is just going nowhere. It's, it, it just was annoying. I don't even have, you know, like with other films where you've got, I've got so much to say about them. With this, I just was a bit, ugh. I don't know if I even really understood what was happening in some parts. Or I, even worse, I did understand what was happening, and it was just a really bad story. I think it was just a really bad yeah. story. That's the fear. Um, and I feel like I could have just listened to the song 
and save time because it's got everything you need to know that happens. Yeah, it does. Um, and to a jaunty tune. So I, I feel I wasted a good two hours of my life when I could have just popped Will Smith on. Yeah, and the song is obviously, the song is, is what anyone's going to remember from Men in Black. It's an iconic song, and, you know, as you know, rap, even, you know, pretend rap like, like this, it's not, not my cup of tea normally. However, it's a great song. Everyone likes it. It was number one in the UK for four weeks. In America, it only got to number two or number three, but here it was, it was massive. And it still gets played now. I mean, you often hear it. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to say something controversial. I don't like Will Smith. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's crazy talk right there. (laughs) But in this film, he was awful. He was so unlikable. See, I don't have a problem with Will Smith, or even Will Smith in this film, because it was... It was fine, as far as I'm concerned. My problem wasn't particularly with anyone in it, just the storyline. Didn't you find even weird stuff? Like, obviously, they're going into this thing, like the men in black and stuff, and and obviously it never really was explained massively, like, why I was really struggling to understand why anybody would want to be in Men in Black. I didn't understand why particularly Will Smith would agree to have his fingerprints removed and become part of this sort of secret organisation that he can never share with anyone. Can't see any family, can't see any friends, can't have a life. It's the whole life to do with Men in Black, blah, 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 blah. Um... There wasn't even any background, you know, had he had a bad time growing up? You know, does he have a family? All of those sort of things. It just was a little bizarre. And then it was kind of like, I didn't really get it at the end when we have, um, I can't even remember what the other one's called. What's the person he was? Tommy Lee Jones. That we then sort of work out that he's he's been spying on his, I don't know, partner, lover, whoever it is, for mm-hmm. 30 years. Yeah. Um, and it's like, oh, he's just been in a coma for 30 years. Well, how incredibly selfish. <laughs> and she just took him back. <laughs> yeah, and then what What was it like? Like, you just come back and it's like, oh, I've just been in a coma. Oh, but I remember, I know everything that happened in those 30 years. Plus, I've come back with loads of money. Okay, well, what, what happened to you? Yeah. And why fine if you're going to do it for maybe a few years be selfish for a few years you know put your career first but not for that long no 30 years and i mean she hadn't remarried or moved away anything in in those 30 years yeah and he then was just like okay it's time for me to go and that we then saw this film and it was kind of you know as soon as Will Smith comes into it, disaster strikes. <laughs> and, and again, it, it, it never really felt that the threat was that bad because only the two of them knew about it. Well, yeah, I mean, they were, you know, I mean, do we need to go through the plot? I don't know. I mean, it's paper thin. Um, <laughs> so 
Tommy Lee Jones needs to recruit uh, a new helper. He finds Will Smith. Will Smith inexplicably agrees to join up and give his life away. We don't know why. <laughs> There's some bloke going around that's been turned into a zombie that's trying to um, do something with the universe. And then it's attached to a cat at some point. Is that right? It's like a tat, it's a yeah, cat. Yeah, cat yeah. And the woman that does autopsies, she's worked it all out. And saves the day. She saves the day, sort of. They battle like this big cockroach, and then she becomes the new Tommy Lee Jones. The end. See you next week. <laughs> Thanks for listening. <laughs> But that that really is in a nutshell, and we could delve into it, but I I really don't want to. <laughs> I just, I mean, there were things again which were just were in it though, which were just ridiculous. Like, why was the man and the zombie man driving around in this sort of um, quite garish van? Mm. And on at least twice, I believe, Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones pretty much walked past him. Yeah, I mean, and I'd be like, oh, God, that's quite an outlandish fan. Oh, and there's someone who literally looks like a zombie. I mean, he didn't he didn't integrate well with society. He, he pretty much, you know, it was quite obvious something something had happened to him. Yeah. And in a jazzy van. Yes, it was hardly discreet, was it? <laughs> Not the most discreet, but yeah. So he he pulled the wall over over their eyes with that. I remember at the time everyone thinking that there was a there's a scene with the pug. How funny it was! I I didn't laugh. I didn't find it funny that he was shaking a dog. Didn't like it, even if it wasn't a real dog. Any other observations? What was Tommy Lee Jones doing in the cockroach's stomach for so long? <laughs> How big was it? Yeah, because, I mean, he blew himself out of it, didn't he? So you think the minute he went down, he could have just pulled the trigger. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why he decided to... Maybe it was just to build the suspense for Will Smith. Oh, got you. To be honest, nothing nothing really much else stood out to me. That's fair enough. It's fair enough. Um, this did spawn two sequels. I didn't realise it was two. I knew they'd done a second one, and then you informed me there was also a third one. Were they? Do you do you know anything about these? Did they star Tommy Lee Jones? No, I don't know anything about them. No, oh. I was hoping you'd done a little bit of research. <laughs> no, sorry. Clearly not. Did enough by watching this film. Yeah. Um. I I just remember. I I thought I remembered seeing him on. The poster for the second one, which would mean that obviously he went back into a coma for Did the purpose of his wife, or? But actually, I think he is in the second one because I think I started watching the second one by accident. <laughs> but do you think, you know, without being, you know, obviously women can like the film not being sexist at all, do you think it's more of like a man's film? You know, do you think there's something where people do enjoy it? I think people do enjoy it. I mean, we did um, a Twitter poll asking people what they thought of it, and no one agreed with us. It was a it was a thumbs up. I've got to tell you. So I, I am sorry if you do enjoy this film. 
uh, I do apologise because there's nothing I hate more than listening to a podcast that rips apart a film that you really like. But maybe you could enlighten us what we're missing about it. Yeah. I do think you do have a point that it probably is more of a man's film. I just felt like throughout the whole film, nothing really happened. No, as I said, it was quite a thin storyline. Um, and I think maybe maybe it relied on the effects. And the effects probably, to be fair, in 1997 were, were impressive. I mean, they weren't bad now, to be honest. No. Um, so maybe it's to do with the visual rather than the storyline. And the fact that, you know, I know you don't think this, but everyone thinks Will Smith is quite a dude, don't they? I said, what the kids are saying nowadays. <laughs> um, did, did they think he was then? Yeah, I mean, he's just cool, isn't he, Will Smith? He was certainly cool then. I just found him absolutely awful. You know, when he'd be sort of... Again, I found him quite rude. I thought when he was sort of saying stuff about the outfits that he's got to wear, it's a bit like rein it in. I thought it was very cocky. I didn't like it. didn't appreciate it. Didn't like his attitude. No, I didn't. Didn't like the cut of his jib. <laughs> but we did have a, a few shout-outs about it, which I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do now. So we asked people their opinion, and thank you for getting in touch if you did. So we've got at Judo Lad one said rescue galaxy from a cockroach, which I think we could have just said, and that would have actually summed it up quite nicely rather than talking about it for yeah. 20 plus. Yes, agreed. Um, at Movie Geek Cast said can't remember much of it, which I would say lucky them, to be honest. <laughs> Um, and do actually go and listen to Movie Geek Cast. Uh, the full title is So I Married a Movie Geek, and they're very, very funny, so please go and check them out. Uh, Alex Tatnell said, Will Smith is the coolest. I think you're going to disagree with that. <laughs> yeah, we won't get on. <laughs> and at Blanka Bimmy said, Will Smith, sunglasses, green slime. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have anything to add. Sorry to leave you on a low point, guys, but I think we've exhausted this. If you would like to get in touch, um, always happy to hear from you. Um, Please contact us on Twitter at Theme Park Films. Thank you very much for listening, and we will hopefully see you in a more upbeat next one.